2: AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate.
3: Morning and happy. I'm sure it's uh, summer soon, and we feel the warm weather, and I just love it. Um, I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Eye on Real Estate, and we're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and the endless fascination Americans have for real estate, and they do. There's nobody that doesn't have a conversation about real estate wherever I go, whatever I, whoever I talk to. It doesn't really matter, and sometimes I say enough, please. <laughs> But everyone loves real estate. They understand enough about it, and uh, the American dream is alive and well. Here on Iron Real Estate, we discuss everything from the nuts and bolts of getting a mortgage, or buying or selling a home, or how to get your twenty-nine-year-old son out of the basement on his in his own apartment. We talk about what do you do if you have a bad, a not a nice neighbor. Uh, talk about okay, what do you do if you are leaving your house to your children and you have more than one child how do you do that so they'd end up fighting over keeping it selling it staying in it um, there's so many things that have to do with real estate and in everybody's financial plan or their plan of uh, real estate is always a piece of it and so it's important to kind of know as much as you can and today there's so much information out there that it's almost too cumbersome to read it all so we hope that we can uh, bring you the best of it, and you can ask your questions at 866 970 and that you get informed, and that you can find out the best mortgages, the best way to go about real estate, some of the best investments in real estate that there are. I'm joined by Ace Two Parp, and uh, he is our financial expert. He takes care of, oh God, he's been around, how long have you been we know each other now he said years
4: oh wow it's almost nine years Dottie. so
3: it's that long ace was uh, ace was 10
5: years old yeah. was 10 years know. old <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, he was in a, a program at one of the big banks for uh, their top top people who they really felt would go far and i said i think i've told you this it took me i think a year or two to get him but i i knew when i saw him and i spoke to him that he was above the crowd and stood out, and, you know, you just see these people that stand out in the crowd, and I was determined to get him, and um, he's done a great job, but he's been through the ups and downs and <laughs> everything, and, and that's really what it is. I always tell people, success is navigating the highs and the lows of your business and your life, uh, because there's always highs, and then there's always lows. I have to ask you a question. Once, when I was younger, I was reading this magazine, you know, these girly magazines, and they always would have questions for a rainy day, you know, and then you ask your friends, does he love me, does he not? <coughs> but they had one, if you had to live your life, and I guess you're a steep too, and, and if you had to live your life, and you could live your life where, you know, you never have really big highs, but you never really have really low lows, or... You could live your life where you have really highs, but then you do have really lows. Which one would you pick?
4: Oh, I would pick uh, r- highs and lows, Daddy. You know th- that's those. Are, I, I mean, it's it's the best um, experience, you know, in, in, in someone's life. So um, yeah,
6: that's what yeah. I pick. Well, it depends, I think, on how high and how low. Well,
3: <laughs>
5: you can, they didn't elaborate, but
6: well, I'm well medicated now, so <laughs> so you're okay. Susan. So I don't you're, get too yeah, high. You not your...
3: have the highs <laughs> or lows. But I think, you know, I mean, I think that, you know, that's kind of part of it, you know, navigating those. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't learn sure.
6: anything. Yeah. If you and don't.
3: that's what life's about. Um, so ACE is Vice President of residential Lending at Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Element as a preferred lender. And Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions. And we thank them, really thank them for their support. They also support their customers by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking, a 24-7 customer contact center, and the convenience of approximately 3,200 ATMs. You can easily find more information at Citizens.com, CitizensBank.com, CitizensBank.com. And again, they accommodate you however you like to be accommodated. Some people want phones, some people just want an email, some people want to call At 3 o'clock in the morning. That's it. Whatever you need, (laughs) they're there for you. We're very lucky to have a great guest today, and Steve Wagner, who's been on the show, I think maybe it was a year ago that he was on, but he will be joining us at 11 a.m., and Steve has been a litigator in real estate law for more than 30 years, and he's an expert in all areas of co-op and condominium law. Steve is also an expert in the rapidly expanding field of internet, defamation claims. Now that's we've never had a guest on like that of uh, internet defamation claims and in the co-op and condo, in the co-op and condominium area. So that's interesting.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And Steve will be joining us at 11 a.m. and he'll uh, be telling us all about that and he'll also be delighted to answer any of your questions. So you can give us a ring now or then at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. And also, we're joined today by real estate author Stephen Gaines, whose book, The Sky's the Limit and Property in Manhattan, was a nation's bestseller, and boy, you have to read them. I mean, you have to read all his books. They're all good. I've read every single one of them, and Steve, a little later in the show, you can tell us because there's more than two. I mean, he's uh, one of the best writers I know, and his books are great. Um, You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you can follow Ace also, or you can just call us at Radio Show, or you can do it Radio Show at element.com. Today, I always tell you what happened in history, and I, I guess you can't be a millennial and remember this, but uh, if you're a baby boomer, today in history, 1971, Ed Sullivan's final TV show was on CBS.
6: Wow.
3: Now, wow. I remember I probably was about six or seven years old. When my father and in those days they had one TV, you know, we all, you know, the family had to eat dinner together and then watch television together. Uh, My father made me watch Ed Sullivan, and the Beatles had Mm -hmm. just come on from here. They had come from London, and there they were, and they appeared the first time in America on the Ed Sullivan Show, and I guess their final. their final visit—I mean, their final show—was also on the Ed's, on 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 his final show. I don't know if they had the Beatles, but I just remember him for that. The rest of the people, I really—they had care broken
6: about. up by seventy-one.
3: Yeah, well, in sixty-seven, the Beatles released on this day "Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club." Do you remember that? And and they released it in the U.S. and it goes gold on this day.
6: On the first day that it they released it, it it went gold. And that album really changed the whole arena for uh, rock and roll music and how everything sounded. Everybody remembers Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Horse Company.
3: Well, I don't know. I don't know if some people know who the Beatles are. Really? Well, yeah. There are people who don't know. I mean, they were, yeah, there are people that if you ask who the Beatles are, I was watching something on the news. This was the funniest. And they took a, a rotary phone like the, a fo- the phones in the old days, like that you had a dial. And they gave two young, like they were about 18, 19, kids, the phones. And they said, how do you dial? They had no idea how to dial them. They're like, where's (laughs) the reset button? They had no idea. So I don't know. I don't know how many people remember the Beatles. They were one of those, kind of like my father's Frank Sinatra, like that I kind of knew from my dad. But I don't know if everyone knows them. I don't know if your kids know It depends on their age. I don't think my granddaughter knows who the Beatles are. So... We'll see.
6: But Paul but McCartney, he's, he's an icon. The Beatles, Beatles George yeah. Harrison, Paul yeah. John Lennon, everybody knows who he is.
3: Well, just, you know what? We think everybody knows. And maybe you're right. I have no idea. We'll have to get one of those poll people. We should take a poll, Stephen, yeah. That does, mm-hmm. you know, they do the polls and they get paid to do those stupid polls <laughs> sure. to find out how many people remember the Beatles. However, if you don't remember the Beatles, you should call us, okay? At 866 970 9622. And it's 1938 today, Superman's first appearance was in a comic book.
6: Wow. Oh, Welcome, Superman. A, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I was no. never into comic books, but I guess – are they – do people read them still? I know they collect yes, them. Yes, they're giant. Yeah, they're yeah. huge they're yeah. comic, comic books. They're
4: popular, Oh, well, –
3: They're making I never movies
4: out of every them. single comic, comic book series. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, if your birthday was today, you share your birthday with – again, I don't know if people would know this. I only know them from my father um pat Boone, who turns 84 years old today so i don't know how many people he was not that famous but uh right now uh we're in the gemini season so if your birthday's today you're a gemini which is the sign of the twins uh that's from about may 21st to june 21st and depending on the year the sun and how the sun sits you have to know the moons and all that if you believe in all that stuff which i kind of do um We're all thrust into a period of energy and motion, and depending on who you ask, weird and total drama. So, uh, and I just. um,
6: I never knew that before. It's called the Gemini season, and it happens between May 21st and June 21st when the sun transits Gemini, and this whole tumultuous period happens. I never knew that before.
3: Well, and I also want to share everyone here at I Am Real Estate are our just sincere condolences to uh, everybody that lost, you know, th- that lost family members in another shooting. Um, I really was listening to news this morning and l- I and last night, and um, they went through so many that we've had of shootings in the last couple of years, and um, I just don't know what to say. Just that we have to do something, but they were saying that. You know, with gun control, you know, and doing background checks, that's part of it. Uh, but also some of the, you know, the video games and things of that, they really don't know what causes uh, people. I think this was a disgruntled employee. Uh, but I, I don't remember that ever. I was talking to Ruben and Steven while we were here, and I said, do you remember ever thinking about anybody getting killed at school or at work when we were growing up? No. So uh, I don't know, but I think we have to do something. So I think uh, we really have to pass some legislation on uh, helping. I don't know how you find these people because I'm not sure if they're all, you know, just snap. But we just want to say, say we're just really sorry and our prayers are with you. Horrible, horrible, horrible. I, I just uh, don't know. Anyhow, on a, on a lighter note... You know, I was talking to the the real estate writer at Cranes, and he was asking, well, what's the market like? And I said, it's kind of, you know, not up, not down, kind of just like not an exciting market. And I said to him, and he goes, oh, well, Dottie, I remember you on TV so much. I said, that's when they talked about real estate so much on TV. Now the only thing you could hear is politics. I said, (laughs) um, but the truth is the market is kind of just, there. It's not buyers. I'm not sure if it's the buyers or sellers. I don't think it's kind of anything. Uh, I think the higher priced uh, uh, homes in every market, the top ends, is uh, a little bit slower. Now, my personal opinion, and again, this is only my opinion, uh, I think part of it is to do with politics. People, when they're not certain of how things are going to go, they kind of sit back on the backgrounds. We're not sure how much that tax You know, we have a deduction of, I think, $10,000 in New York, and I think it's like that in Connecticut, probably, in Jersey. Uh, We don't know how much. You know, we're very highly taxed here in New York. so. uh, But I'm not sure if that really would affect somebody who's buying a $20 million home. Uh, But that would affect maybe second homes. uh, But we don't know. But But I do know that it is a good time to buy. So if you're out there looking, and as I always say to you, you can't time when you're buying a home. But if you happen to be looking for a home now, you're really in a good market because it's kind of not bad, not yeah. good. It's kind of it's kind of flat. Maybe that's how I describe it. And you can, no one's going to steal things, but you can make some deals depending on somebody's, what's important to them. So one of the first things I'd like to tell everybody is ask your broker what's important to them. Sometimes they have a deadline; they want to be out in a certain time. So, so getting in in a certain time is important to them. Sometimes, um, having all cash is important to them. Sometimes, and I've seen this, and we've done shows on writing love letters. Well, I wouldn't go that far and write a love letter, but writing a letter to say we would, we love this home, uh, we can see our children growing up here, and. I have seen this happen where people who lived in a home for a long time and raised their families, they would like to see somebody else do that. And I've seen actually them take offers that were a little bit less if they liked the people. So it's always nice, and it's not a bad thing to write a little letter after you've seen the property. Those little handwritten letters go very far. I don't know about you. Ace, I was just looking at something that you sent me for one of my birthdays. But and a, a little thing that you wrote, yeah. which I keep all those things. You know, uh-huh. when anybody writes a handwritten note to me, uh, I, I I do. And I think that if you are buying a home and you like someone's home, um, it's a nice thing to do. It's just a nice thing to do. Uh,
4: you know, Dottie, there's a lot of concessions that sellers are willing, willing to make in this marketplace too. So, um, you know, if you... Just ask. You never know in this market. So
3: You're, And it's not only price. Like sometimes we yeah. were – I was talking to somebody um, that I know last night who uh, was in the mortgage business and said to me, you know, um, you know what the problem really is for the millennials? They have good jobs. They want to buy. But getting that 20% can be tough. I mean, you know, it's a lot of money to save mm-hmm. 20% up. So – you might pay closing costs. You, you might, you know, you know, pay points. You might be able to aid in some different ways. Um, it's not always, again, just like you want to know your seller's motivation, um, it doesn't hurt to ask. But when you're presenting an offer, and hear this, and if you're a broker, hear it also, present the best terms first. When you're negotiating and you're going to make an offer, d- start out with the strongest points. Like, my credit, I'm pre-approved. I have been checked out for a mortgage. I can get a mortgage, okay, or I, I will move in at your convenience. Because if you start off with something that's questionable, like you say, the property is 700000 and I'm offering six, well, they are turned off immediately and they close up and they're not listening. So start off with all the good things. Um, that's, uh, you know, one day I'll teach you what we'll talk a little about negotiating because I think negotiating is really great in real estate. I've, and I've never heard a seller ask when they were getting a listing to a broker, gee, what kind of a negotiator are you? And truthfully, a great negotiator can make or break your sale.
4: That's so true. Mm-hmm.
3: And I don't think people put enough value on that. It's really a skill. And it's a skill, you know, that you use with your children, that you use in life, that you use with your employees. It's really a great skill to be good at negotiating. And I advise everybody to read up on negotiating and make your whole life a lot easier. Um, But anyhow, prices are, are, are gaining, but not, you know, they're just going up, you know, steadily. But... Four or five percent about that, but the largest annual gain was 8.2 percent, which was in Las Vegas. Now, why do I think that they have the largest percentage? My mind says to me that they went down the lowest. That's right.
5: Okay.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> My mind tries to say that they're one of the states that, like, they really went to rock bottom.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So they would naturally have a much higher, you know, growth because they were so low. Uh, but, they, you know, they have an 8.2% in one year, and Seattle had a 13% gain, uh, but now it's dropped again.
6: And so you're right. Seattle was one of those places that dropped so tremendously or went so high, sky high and then fell down. So you're right.
3: So case uh, Schiller says the national index is up 3.7%, nearly double the 1.9% inflation rates and prices are still higher annually in all of the 20 major cities measured by the index. So again, real estate steady, you might not hear a lot of it on TV and the news it's not making the headlines but it's good. It's steady and healthy. 866-970-962 we'll be right back. I'm
0: going home. Went to the place around. era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust at a time where it's difficult to find facts not just opinion there is an oasis in the news desert it's the cats roundtable john katsimatidis the personification of the american dream who built a multi-billion dollar business empire talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every sunday morning at 8 30 a.m you won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 830 right after Morano in the morning on AM 970. The answer. I'm Michael Conti, And I'm Michael Honig from honig Conti Perino Insurance. Our families have been in business since 1902. We want to let you know about some common misconceptions most people have about insurance. Number one, I don't need it. That'll never happen to me. Well, nine out of ten claims are water damage claims. And whether you're a business owner or a homeowner, it's not the thousands of dollars it costs to make the repairs that will shock you, but the tens of thousands of dollars it costs for a temporary office or housing. Bet you didn't know that. Number two, insurance is like a drive through and I can purchase it
2: like a side of fries. The process shouldn't be difficult, but it does require real people that can guide you. Whether providing insurance for your apartment, co-op, condo, house, or your business, Michael Honig and Michael Conti are names you can trust. So call the Michaels today at 212-777-7113. That's 212-777-7113 or visit them online at honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E dot com. Honig Conti Perino. Not just here to provide insurance, but insurance guidance guidance. guidance.
1: Your table, ladies.
3: Thank you so much. So, Vicki, how have you been? Great. It's been so long. Last time we saw each other was what? Your daughter's wedding on that yacht? What was it? The
0: Atlantis? Yes, the Atlantis. It was perfect for the wedding with its three decks, bridal suite, immaculate restrooms, dance floor, and state-of-the-art sound system. The food
3: and service was great, and I hear they bake those delicious rolls right on board. They do. You know, I've been trying to decide what to do for my daughter's Sweet 16 and some corporate events. You should absolutely book the Atlantis. They do more than just weddings, sunset cocktail parties, bar and bat mitzvahs, luncheons, and guests are able to board from several locations. Francesca was so easy to work with. Call her at 212 385 9400 or email her at events at franztouchofclass.com.
2: Charter the Atlantis for your event today. Call Francesca at 212 385 9400 or visit franztouchofclass.com. For a limited time, mention AM 970 for a free menu upgrade on the Atlantis
5: Manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10 year warranty. You can wash and dry my
2: pillow, and I give you a 60 day money back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever Get a two pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800 651 0798. Use promo code AM970. For the best night's
5: sleep in the whole wide world, is it my
2: it's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman.
6: Hi,
3: we're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman, and I'm here with Ace Lunsupar, who is our financial expert, and Stephen Gaines, who is a renowned author, but also has dabbled in real estate his whole life. And we have, we're have we lucky to have Steve Wagner, who will join us at 11 o'clock, who is a litigator and deals with co ops and condominiums and uh, internet defamation claims. So we were talking about home ownership. And again, home ownership is likely to rise due to the aging population, believe it or not. Um, and this is the first time I read somewhere in history uh, that, the well, that the millennials are, well, they are a larger demographic, but they are more buyers now, I think millennials, than, than, than even baby boomers because they're outnumbering them, and they're in home buying age. They're about 34, they're buying.
6: Yeah. Um,
3: but the U.S. The homeownership rate is likely to rise, and as the nation's population ages, And according to an annual survey from the New York Federal Reserve, and um, even though many renters doubt their chances of ever owning a home, and if you're one of those doubt-your-chances renters that you want to, call Ace. Yes, give us a call, please. Give us a call. There's so many different ways, and you don't need the down payment that everyone seems to think you need. You do need to have good credit, okay? So make sure your credit's in place. But really... um, it's a lot easier, and I know, okay, that all along we were able to buy houses with, like, less down, and you just have to know and be informed. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so don't be a doubt. If you're dreaming of buying a home, pick up the phone, call Ace at Citizens Bank, or and or leave your number at 866-970-9622, and uh, find out. There's very creative ways. Currently, the nation's home ownership rate stands at 64.2 percent, which is very close to the the, hot, the average that home ownership has always been. Uh, and again, I remember during the recessions they would say oh, it's never going to be. This is people want to buy homes. It's the American dream, and it's good. In 30 years, between 1965 and 1994, the home ownership rate. Was around 64% before rising five percentage points between 1995 and 2004. Those were kind of the crazy, crazy years. And then it went to 69%. And then, of course, we had the housing crash. Do you guys remember that?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Do you remember people were standing online to get their money out of the banks? It was a very scary time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got through it. And so. Uh, Middle estate's alive and well, and most people, for the most part, have caught up on, you know, have got the value back of their homes Um, because mortgage credit became harder to obtain after the crash because they gave credit very freely before that crash. Um, Ace, am I correct in saying in some cases you didn't really even have to have a job?
4: Yeah, I mean, if you just had a pulse, Dottie, you were were getting a mortgage, right? (laughs) Yeah. No verification. No verification. By the way, when I bought
3: my house, you know, I bought this house 17 years ago, my second house, and I said, oh, I want this house, and I really can't afford it, and I called this mortgage guy that I knew who ran this big company, and he said, do you want the house? I said, yes. He said, it's yours. So, I mean, it was kind of easy to get, and then a lot of people that could not really afford it were able to get mortgages, so when... That all, when everything came tumbling down, um, they did make it hard to obtain, uh, and they should have made it harder to obtain, but not too hard. But now it looks like they're kind of finding a middle ground. They're not as lenient as they were, but they're kind of op- they're trying to really give people opportunities to buy.
4: Yeah, cre- credit. When you
3: say they're lightening up,
4: yeah, credit is still very important, Dottie. But if you're looking to buy and you don't have as much down payment, you know, I'm going to give the listeners a little bit of a gift today. You know, you can actually put down just 5% all the way up to 850000 And if you have good credit, you can put only 10% down all the way up to $2 million, Dottie. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Wait a, a second. Lot.
3: So you can only put 10% down or and, 5
4: And borrow $2 million or put 5% down and borrow 850000 So that's a lot of all money. All right, so
3: if you were buying like a $500,000 house or a $600,000 000- oh. house.
4: down. That's all you need. Remarkable.
3: It's remarkable. And listen, 866-970-9622. And if somebody's not listening to us, you can get our show. You can uh, get it online. But make sure you share that with people who don't know that because why throw your money? I'm not a believer of renting. Unless you're moving and you don't know if you're going to be in a place or I, I try to tell people, if you're moving to a new area that you've never lived in before, I don't suggest you buy I Tell people rent first, make sure you like it. But if you're going to be somewhere, why throw money away at the end of the day? Now, everyone says, oh, well, the people will just like renting better. Well, I'm sure there's some. But for most part, I really think you throw your money away. Even though the tax breaks aren't great anymore or anything like that, it's kind of a forced saving, and you own it. And it's yours, and you don't have to worry about telling somebody saying that we're throwing you out or we're moving, and you'll have to get out. I mean, it's just home, and home is where the heart is. So I am such a believer, not because I'm in real estate, but I'm a tourist also. So the home is really important. Uh, But bearing a change in the economy, the nation's aging population will likely push up homeownership, since older households are historically much more likely to own. Well. Obviously, when you're 20, you know you're not, probably not thinking, nor do you want the responsibility. But as you start having children and having families, and as you get a little bit older, uh, you want to own. Them.
6: Can I say, Donnie? I I bought, I bought a house when I was 26 years old. 26 years old, I bought a house. And it it, it had rats. It was falling down. It was the worst thing you ever, I mean, and it was in Manhattan. And it was the the single best thing I ever did. It was the foundation for everything else that happened to me, financial foundation for anything else that happened. I kept the house for 19 years. I fixed it up. I changed it. I sold it for enough money so I could buy another house. I always had the security of knowing that I owned real estate. And there's nothing more secure in the world.
3: You know, Steve, I I have a similar story. My dad was a believer in real estate. And so I had collected a little money, you know, from an accident I was in when I was a kid. And my father was like, buy real estate. And he found this ugly house. It was the smallest, ugliest house. It was in a decent neighborhood that I had ever seen. And I bought it. And uh, all my friends had great apartments. And I had this little house that if you sat in the kitchen and you leaned back on a chair, you'd hit the refrigerator. That's how <laughs> tiny it was. Okay. But I sold that and made money. Yeah. And that parlayed me into, you know, real mm-hmm. estate. And it was my dad who was always a believer of real estate. And he was very proud that he owned the house. And he would show everybody all the house, whatever he did to it. Uh, but most renters, to your point, uh, Ace. Most renters actually, almost 60%, continue to believe obtaining a mortgage that they can't or they would. So we want to just inform people that you you should call ACE yeah. or leave us a message at the radio show. Um, it's eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. It costs nothing. No one's going to try to sell you anything. Just find out all the possibilities.
6: We've got a phone caller, too. Yeah, yeah, we do.
3: Okay, so I have someone. I don't have a name, but I...
6: I I
5: Paul. Paul.
3: Hi, Paul. Good to hear from you. How are you this morning?
5: Okay. Um, I own a co-op in uh, the south shore of Nassau County. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a retired school administrator. I've been going to Scottsdale, Arizona for the last 10 years. And for the last six years, I've been renting. Um, the question I have is: there are opportunities for me to buy another place for about two hundred fifty thousand. But I'm afraid I can't maintain two places, and I don't want to sell uh, my current co-op. Should I rent uh, for the next ten years and just go with the flow? I'm seventy-three. Or should I try and buy uh, and ultimately rent that out and sell my current car?
3: Are you talking about Scottsdale, that you can buy something there? Is that what you're asking?
5: Yes. Yes, in a very nice complex.
3: Okay. Well, um, I I think we're going to have to take a break. So if you hold on, I'll give you my opinion. I don't think there's any right or wrong. Um, I'm from Long Island. Actually, uh, I'm from Syosset, so I... uh, (laughs) Uh, I think um, I'll give you my opinion on what you should do after the break. If you hold on, we'll be right back after we take a short break.
1: Hi, I'm Paul. I know what you're thinking. Oh, great. Another wireless ad. I know how you feel. And it seems like they're always full of this complicated, tricky language about their networks and offers and blah, blah, blah. Well, Sprint is going to do things differently and let you decide for yourself with their new 100% total satisfaction guarantee. Try it for 30 days, love it, or your money back. See? Simple. Now get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10 included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. So switch now. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today.
2: 30-day guarantee with new line of service. S10-128 gigabyte, $15 a month after $22.50 a month credit for 18 months credit applied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 63020, 30, pay $32 per month per line for five lines with auto pay. data deprioritization d prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Speed maximum's use rules, $30 activation fee and restrictions apply.
7: Imagine your increase in sales with your web at the top of search engines getting first crack at millions of potential customers. We know how to make that happen. We're Salem Surround digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest ideas that could dramatically grow your profits getting your website at the top of search engines is a process that takes unusual expertise our team can help you achieve in fact we can put all your digital marketing under one roof give you monthly reports on results and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers.
1: Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy!
5: seeing israel this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites we'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole
2: time join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose for more information and to register for this trip go to am970theanswer.com that's am970theanswer.com It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman.
3: Hi, we're back, and we're talking to Paul from Long Island. And his question is, basically, he has a home now, and you have an investment property that you rent on the South Shore. Is that my understanding? Do you, do you Paul? Hi. Do you, do you, yeah. you have a, an investment in the south shore of Long Island that you rent? Yes. And you live in a house in Syosset? Do you rent no, that? No, Oceanside. You, excuse me? Paul?
5: I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm still here.
3: Yeah, no, I'm trying to... So you, so your question is whether you should keep the, the property on the south shore yeah, okay. that you're renting, or you should buy... In Scottsdale.
5: Is
6: that it? Paul, you have to turn off your other okay, well, radio. radio. You have to turn on. off something. Yes.
3: Okay, so Paul, here's the deal. Do you plan to come back to Syosset at all or are you gonna move to Scottsdale and never come okay. back? Paul. Do you plan to come back yeah, I'm to sorry, Syosset Do you plan to come back to Syosset at all or Long Island or do you plan to go to Oceanside. Scottsdale? I know, yes, but do you plan to go to Scottsdale part-time, full-time? What do you plan to do? Do you plan to come back back and forth to Long Island, or are you going to move to Scottsdale for good?
5: You're not coming in clearly, Dottie. I'm sorry.
3: Oh. Well, can you hear me now?
5: Okay, now I can make make it out. Go ahead.
3: Are you planning to live in Scottsdale for good and not come back to Long Island? Or are you planning to go back
5: and No, I plan to, with my wife, stay there for about three or four months.
3: Okay, so you're going to be basically on Long Island still? Yes. Okay. Um, well, I wouldn't – I would keep my investment on in, in Oceanside, and I would go three or four months. I would learn the market there and see what the market's like. But, you know um, – and then I would watch it. And only if I really saw a great deal um, would I buy it. Uh, I might wait a little bit longer till I knew I was going to be more, th- more, th- more than three months. And also, I'm assuming that you get a decent rental on um, your property in Oceanside. Do you, do you have a, is it a decent rental?
6: I guess we lost Paul.
3: I lost Paul. I'm
5: losing you, Donnie. I'm sorry. Okay,
3: the connection well, is yeah. bad. Okay, well, yes. I'll, I'll give you this advice. I would keep the, keep the place in Oceanside, spend your three or four months in uh, Scottsdale, go to some brokers, start to know the market, learn the market there, see what it's doing. And then if you think you're going to start spending more than six months and eight months uh, then I might buy something. But for four months, I would keep my investment if it's good in Long Island. It's a sure thing. You've had it for a while.
6: We're at eight six six nine seven zero nine six two
3: two. Right. I have Jim from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Good morning, Jim. Can you hear me?
2: Yes, Dottie, this is Jim. This is Jim. I live
0: down the Jersey Shore. I'm a long-time oh, listener and a first-time time caller.
3: Oh, I'm glad you called. I have a... I, I have hearing? a question
0: and perhaps some of your guidance. I'm a baby boomer. My house has paid off where my wife and I have lived in the house for 30 years, and we're thinking of selling. So I did some independent research, and I was wondering your guidance using a discount broker or a full-service broker. There are a couple of agencies that apparently don't use multiple listings but only would charge 2% from what I understand versus a traditional broker that may do 5 to 6 so I was wondering, could you give me some guidance sure. on the pros and cons and which one you would choose?
3: Sure. Um, first of all, I would say that if they're not on MLS, regardless of whether they're a full, whether they charge you discounts or not, you, then your listing is not going to go out to all of the brokers. It's going to go out to just, just a small amount. So, I would want somebody to be on MLS, and if you're, you know, as far as discount brokers, most of them are on MLS, so it's not that expensive to be on. So, I I don't think that is the problem. I think that I, look, if it's me, I would use a broker that had experience. I would interview, I would interview the discount broker, I would interview uh, regular brokers, But I would ask, what have you sold in the area? How much have you sold it? What have you listed? I'd want to know their experience, and I'd want to know that they were uh, in that area. A lot of discount brokers come from different areas, and I really believe you should use a broker that knows your area and how to sell it. And also that you're comfortable with. So I would not tell you. I think you should. And then I would ask them, what's your marketing plan? I mean, it's great to save money, and we all like to save money. But again, I would want to see their plan. I would want to see their credentials. I would want to know uh, what they have sold in the area already and how much they've sold. And certainly I would not use a broker that comes from far away. And then I would be comfortable and I would see what the company did in the area also. Because uh, a lot of times when brokers are, it's not that they can't sell it. But a lot of times when they're out of area, most of their customers are not going to be coming from your area. So that's what I would do. But, and then I would go with who I felt really comfortable with. But ask them all for a plan in writing because that's really what counts. Um, you know, save money is good, but if they're not going to do anything, um, and are they going to pre-qualify? and be the mortgage piece of it is really important. So you've got to ask them a lot of questions and make sure they're knowledgeable. And if they are and you like somebody and you think they have a good plan, whether they're a discount broker or traditional, I, that's who I would go with, a person. But I would definitely interview them and ask them for a plan in writing. I would not go with a broker who's not on MLS, not in the Jersey Shore. Because a lot of people that buy in your area come from someplace else. I would, you know, So I would want to know where they're marketing.
6: Jim this is probably the Once biggest again, Daddy, transaction. Thank you so much the reason All why right, I listen to you. keep us and you let me know how you great make advice. out.
3: Thanks and let me know how you make out. Jim, Thanks a thank lot. Good luck, Jim. 86699 Jim if
6: you're if you're still listening or anybody who's listening this is probably the biggest financial transaction of your life. So what you really want is the best person not the most discounted person. But you want the best person. And what Dottie said about multiple listings, MLS, multiple listing is very, very, very important that you be on MLS. Yes. Right.
3: Thank you. So 866 970 9622. So we, we're almost coming to, time really flies. It's at the top but of the I, hour. I, New York's hottest real estate property, I thought I'd give you some current events that's going on, uh, is soon to close in Harlem Prison. And how would... Okay, that for 43 years inmates uh, lived in a cage rooftop recreation yard of Harlem's Lincoln Correctional Facility, and uh, I that, was there. Yeah, uh, that, oh really? Were you an inmate? <laughs> no, i have no.
6: See, he was an I, inmate. I, I, I interviewed somebody in this prison, and it had the most amazing views of Central Park. Well, uh. that's
3: why they're getting rid of it as a prison. Okay, I mean, the eight-story, 72,000-square-foot, <laughs> minimum security men's facility. I think it's on uh, West 110th Street. Uh, is gonna, the
6: northern end of, yeah, of Central Park. They
3: were going to make it a condo. Why not? Naturally,
6: you could say I lived I in – I guess
3: the inmates are sad because they had great views. I don't <laughs> yeah. know where they're going to send them.
6: And maybe you can you talk about, uh, uh, you know, the uh, uh, provenance. You can always say, oh, so-and-so manslaughter lived in my bedroom.
3: And by the way, for you campers, now, I didn't know what this word meant. I am not a camper, per se. I hate bugs. But anyhow, I guess maybe I would love. This is called glamping. And I said, what is glamping? Well, glamping is luxury camping. Luxury camping, camping, and it's hit the Hamptons area. Uh, it's $300 a night for a tent. And the <laughs> tent is out for, listen to this, Ace, with Stylish couches, books, and showers. Okay, so you don't really have to rough it. Okay, Brooklyn, it's a Brooklyn company, and they're opening the Glamping site, and it's luxury, and it's.
6: um, In East Hampton? Yeah. In East Hampton.
3: And it has has a similar season. They have hotels in the Catskills, and they're doing this. And Glamping, supposedly, which is luxury camping. Is becoming a phenomenal, and the amenities include lounge tents, holding sofas, books and board games, a dining tent, uh, bathrooms, a grilling area, a fire pit, and hammocks.
6: Sounds like my house.
3: Yeah, So. Yeah, sounds like Stephen's house. <laughs> but to me, that's not camping. I mean, that's...
4: That's glamorous, Dottie. Yeah.
6: That's glamping. Yeah,
4: that's glamping. That's
3: glamping. But yeah. if you're into glamping, try it. Sounds like fun, and I guess three hundred dollars a night's not bad. So, and you can say you went camping. Um, I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure it's fun, and it's if you're if you don't want to rough it, it's the way to go. So uh, that's in East Hampton. So I and it's open now. And uh, if you want to have a famous office on Long Island, you can rent Billy Joel's Oyster Bay. And Billy Joel was from Oyster Bay. And there's a, a restaurant I can't think of the name of it in Syosset that. He would frequent, uh, and the Piano Man's Oyster Bay office can be rented for $1,975 a month. It's on Audrey Air Air Avenue, which is in Oyster Bay, and uh, your business can have the luxury of saying, hey, you can locate us in Billy Joel's office, and I guess everyone knows who Billy Joel is. Provenance,
6: again. Yeah. 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 Whether it's a uh, prison or an office.
3: I love him, (laughs) honestly. Well, you listen, it's branding. Let me take a quick call from Harry from Long Island City. Hi, Harry.
5: Hi. Good morning, Dottie, Ace, and Steve. Uh, this is a continuing noise, two noise problems at uh, Douglas Elliman uh,
0: property, and I'm still waiting for you to call me back. I'm a fervent listener, and it's a wonderful
6: show that you do.
3: Well, you know what? If you just give me – because – I don't run the property management, but I guess it's a building we manage. Is that it?
6: Yes, uh, Harry is the building that
3: Douglas Element manages. Is that it? Yes. All right,
6: let me. Uh, what would you like, Dottie?
3: I just want to write this information down. Can you can you tell me the building? I'll
6: call. I'll give oh, the. You
3: know uh, what? If you tell the, the air, guy okay? the building, and you know what. Um,
6: Tell the engineer the all the information. And leave
3: me, if you leave me your number, I will. I, or uh, I'll, I had called I'll, I'll call you ago I, and I'm still to, waiting
6: for you to call me back.
3: I probably <laughs> either didn't get it, or I might have forgot. I am sorry if that was the case, but I give you my word. Just leave the information. I will get a hold of you, and then I'll look into it. All right, Harry. My word. Here. Yeah. Thanks, Harry. Um, so, and I will. Terry? I will. Look into it. Uh, so we have Terry from Stanford. Hi, Terry. Do I have you, Terry, on the line?
5: Yes. Yes, Hi, I'm Terry. on the line. How are you? I'm
3: Thank good. You How are you? My Thank call. you for calling. Yeah. I own real estate. What's up? Uh, what I, are you guys
5: are awesome. I learned a lot from you. I have a question now. Well, um, if I was going to buy a second home, would the 5% still uh apply to a second home? what I was thinking of, buying a second home and then renovating and selling my first home. So it actually, the second home would be my new home.
3: Okay, so wait a second. Does Does that make- <laughs> it, it didn't come in that clear. So you're, you have a home now, and you're thinking of buying a second home and put 5% down, as they said, before that you could do?
5: Yes. Is okay. that still a possibility? It is a. a second home, it
4: is eight. still a possibility, Terry. It just depends on your um, income to see if you can qualify for both properties. But as long as you're able to qual- qualify, you can put five percent down. Yes. So, in oh, other
5: that's words, awesome. And then, how about for a multifamily property, like a three-four unit?
4: Property. Yeah, three-four unit. You're going to have to put at least twenty-five percent down, just because it's a little bit of a riskier yeah, profile. Yes. Right. So, what would you do, okay, Terry? Okay, you-
5: that's great to us.
3: No, you, well, Terry, listen, you. I do believe in real estate and the, the second home, if you buy it in the right uh, place, you probably could rent it out um, sometime, you, you, maybe not the whole, is it in a warm place or uh, a resort place or in a hand, or by a beach?
5: You, no, I actually believe it or not, I didn't know that was a possibility I learned right now from me, so now I'm actually going to look. Yeah, <laughs> But no, I have honestly, to tell
3: you, Terry, I, if you come across income produ- – I mean, this is just my opinion, so I just give it to you. I think that, and I also think if you're into being a landlord because you might have to live at 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody uh, has a problem. But if you find, like, small income-producing, because I wouldn't start with something big, maybe a two-family or something like that, and you find it at the right price, that's also, to me – If you don't mind being a landlord, uh, I I, I think over time that really does well if you get it at the right price. And I think you're thinking the right direction. Thank you so much for all
5: your insight.
3: Have a great day, Terry. And we are going to break for the news, and then we are lucky. And I'm so thrilled to have Steve Wagner back. And you know, Steve is an expert litigator, and he knows co ops, condos. And he's really, really doing litigation with, I guess.
6: Internet defamation. Large,
3: yeah, defamation on the internet, which I've never I that's a new field. I, I want to know about it, but I'm sure that it's gonna be huge. Um, and Steven is so knowledgeable. We'll be back right after the eleven o'clock news with Steve Wagner. You're not gonna wanna miss him. <laughs>